Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. I'm back with another guest interview today. I know those are your favorite. So without further ado, please, my special guest, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, how you're involved with Girl Scouts. I'm sure. Thank you. Um, my name is Shalia Rowland, and I am from a, a little town right outside of Pittsburgh called Moon. And my Girl Scout Council is Girl Scouts Western Pennsylvania. Um, I am a Daisy Troop leader, um, Troop 50555. We have a great number. And um, we are 25 girls strong right now, all Daisies, kindergarten and first grade, including my own two daughters. Um, I am also the service unit manager for um, service unit 5604. Um, and I've been involved in Girl Scouts for almost coming up on 15 years. I'll be celebrating my 15 year anniversary this year. So um, I've also graduated a Girl Scout troop and I had a Girl Scout troop before I was a mother myself. Um, a couple years ago, I graduated um, my troop and that was very exciting. Um, I had started that troop when they were brownies. So, and I, I kind of stumbled into Girl Scouts. I um, was looking for something to volunteer for when I was young and single and, and looking for some way to give back. And I volunteered for a Girl Scout after school program. And somehow I ended up being a leader. I don't, I don't know how that transition. Yeah, happened, they get you. <laughs> yeah, somehow I ended up starting a troop and being a leader. So um, I actually um, had my oldest daughter, um, two years before my troop graduated. So it was very, I knew I was going to be in Girl Scouts for a long time. <laughs> that is incredible. So you started mm -hmm. um, with an after-school program and then you mm -hmm. got roped into being a troop leader. You started with brownies, which so did I with no kids mm -hmm. in my own troop. So I love that. Mm -hmm. um, you stayed with those girls until they graduated. And obviously mm -hmm. your roles just continued to involve because here you are not only with another troop, but you're also the yep. service unit manager. <laughs> yes. What, um, how'd you go from troop leader to service unit manager? What, what, how'd you get involved? What did it look like getting involved with your service unit and the service team? Well, first I joined the service team as um, event coordinator because I, I had all these great ideas for fun events and I really wanted the girls and I, I loved honestly working with the older girls. And um, I started off as the um, older girl event coordinator and we would do all these really fun things. And we had a service unit manager who has been involved in Girl Scouts for 30 plus years. And she decided that she wanted to um, take take a step back and, and kind of not because she's still involved today, but kind of take a step back from that role. So she asked if I would be willing to do it. And I, I thought about it for a while, but um, at the time my troop was graduating and I knew I still wanted to be involved in Girl Scouts. So I, so I put my name on the dotted line and now I'm, <laughs> now I'm the service unit manager. And here you are. Mm -hmm. So with your original troop, when they were brownies and you first mm -hmm. got started, did you, mm -hmm. they, was it an existing troop and they needed a leader? Was it a new troop? And did you have a co-leader? Were you the co-leader? What did that look like? 
so uh, when I initially got started, uh, with, it started from the school that I was part of the after school program in. And, and the reason that it was the after school program was because it was underserved for Girl Scouts. Um, and they hadn't had a troop in that um, community. It's a smaller community, but they hadn't had a troop in that community for quite some time, a new troop. So the girls really wanted to get started. And, and we had a majority of second and third graders. So that's how it ended up being a brownie troop. Um, so I kind of took that on. And um, once we, you know, if you build it, they will come. That's all but once we had um, a couple of girls signed up, we got a co-leader from um, one of the mothers and, and it ended up being a great match. I, I love that co-leader and, and we stayed with the girls until they graduated ambassadors. So it worked out really well. That's amazing. At your mm -hmm. peak, how many girls did you have in that troop? And then how many actually stayed through all the way until 12th grade? Um, at the peak um, was probably cadet. Um, it was 24 girls at the peak cadet level was 24 girls and we graduated seven girls. So I know we wow. lost, we, yeah, yeah, we lost a few and, and, and I feel like that that's the age where they start to, Absolutely. you know, they get involved First of in all, band and other having things. 20 plus girls in middle school is amazing. And then <laughs> Having seven make it all the way to ambassadors is also mm -hmm. amazing. My wow wasn't so much at the turnover because I think that's expected. It's mm -hmm. more at that is a ton of participation. That's incredible. So flash forward to your troop now. How big mm -hmm. is your Daisy troop now? <laughs> 25 girls. It's 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 bigger than I thought it was going to be. That's huge. It, it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. But I have some great parent volunteers, um, and I, I basically filled up the space that we use. That's <laughs> what I do. This I is just so great. So mm -hmm. how what do you do to get this kind of participation? Is it that um, the area that you're in is just really really needing? troops or is it do you have recruitment strategies that really work for you how are how are you doing this how are you getting all this enrollment well I, I think honestly with the 25 girls I think it's it's my daughters like that like just them talking to their friends at school and then their friends join and then their friends join but I, I've so many times I've I've signed online on Facebook and someone sent me a message or request, hey, such and such said that you're the Girl Scout leader. Did you get any way my daughter can join? And and I'll definitely let them join usually. Um, at 25, I finally decided that I can't take any, the space won't allow me to take anymore. So we've just started a new Daisy Troop and that troop already has seven new girls in it. So I know that um, wow. at this age, yeah, at kindergarten and first grade, I know that, um, you know, there's, there's things to do, there's activities, but there's a, a lot, not as many things as when they get a little older. So um, we're, we're trying to get, I want to offer the Girl Scout program to any girl that wants it. I really do. I want it to be available to any girl that wants it. So we have a great recruiter. She does a really great job of, of getting information to the schools, digital campaigns on Facebook. She just really does a great job with that. I love that. And I would love more information about, I've been, I mean, I'm not, uh, 
I don't know how, if you have been listening to the episodes or, and the, for those of you who are listening to this episode, um, I was involved with a troop for a long time and my service unit for a, a few years, my troop turned over, they were middle schoolers. It turned over in the pandemic. Unfortunately, we did not make it through, which is fine. Um, so currently I am troopless. However, um, when I was involved with my service unit, getting more active with Facebook and social media in general for recruitment efforts is something I was really pushing for. So I'm super curious. And um, by the way, if your amazing recruiter wants to do a podcast episode, I would love to chat. Um, (laughs) But I need to ask you though. So (laughs) you mentioned you have this Daisy troop that's at capacity. So you've started a second Daisy troop. Are you Mm -hmm. leading both troops or did you hook that troop up with its own leadership? So right now I am helping. So we're taking turns. Our service unit team is taking turns, getting this troop started. Um, in, in terms of, you know, two, two people go to one meeting and then two weeks later, two different people go. And then the other, the original two, we're all taking turns um, to get this troop started. Early bird's gonna start here very soon. So um, the goal will be to try to transition it to a parent in fall. So we're try- we've got a couple parent volunteers. The hardest part is getting a volunteer to go from a volunteer to a leader. So, so uh, we started this troop. We're trying this out to see how this goes, and and hopefully we can transition one of the volunteer to a leader before fall. Yeah, you'll have to keep us posted on how mm-hmm. it goes and grows. Mm-hmm. So you said you when you were looking for something to volunteer with, you stumbled into Girl Scouts. Were you a Girl mm-hmm. Scout growing up, like when you were a kid? Oh yes, yes. Um, so Girl Scouts, yeah, I was a Girl Scout when I was a girl. My mother was actually a leader um, and I was in Girl Scouts um, at my local church and we, I was in Girl Scouts until cadets and we Love had the, all the way up until we had the blue, when we were cadets, there was still the blue uniform. Yes. So. And the <laughs> age levels fell differently, right? Because I was in as a kid through sixth grade, but that was still juniors when I was, when I assume when we were growing up, I assume that was oh, okay. for you as well. Um, yeah. so what's one of your favorite memories from being a Girl Scout as a kid? Okay. So one of my favorite memories from being a Girl Scout as a kid has to be, um, so I was a part, I actually, I live in, in Pittsburgh now, but I actually grew up in Cleveland. So I was part of GSNEO and one of my favorite memories was we went to this overnight at COSI, which is like um, a science museum um, in Columbus, Ohio. And they had outside, they had this, I I don't even know how to describe it, but it it was like a a bicycle on like a, a suspended a suspended line in the air like a tightrope type thing and you rode the bicycle you got to ride the bicycle <laughs> across the, the suspended tightrope and I, and it's, it's secured to it and everything but I remember that's my biggest memory from Girl Scouts was going to this coastside overnight and getting to ride this bike that's, that's, that's suspended in the air at the science center. <laughs> 
So that's probably my my favorite memory. That's awesome. First of all, we have one of those at my local science center now in Phoenix. So I know exactly (laughs) what you're trying to describe. And second of all, I completely agree with you. So I grew up in Pennsylvania, similar like region at least. And, um, my, one of my favorite standout memories growing up is that we would do uh, lock-ins at the science center. So I yep. love that. It's mm-hmm. funny how that really stands out in your mind, but I loved that too. Okay. Yeah. Let's flash forward to your entire volunteer career and tell me about one or more than one, if you have more than one that you want to share of your proudest moments as a volunteer. Proudest moments as a volunteer. Okay. I'd say my proud. Okay. So I have two. Um, my one is when the first time that my troop traveled, my older girls that graduated, um, we were at cadet level and the girls really wanted to go on a trip and we had to, we raised all the funds ourselves over a couple years, but we took a five day trip to, uh, DC and we took 22 cadets to DC. And we, we, when I tell you, Sarah, we went all around the city. We rode the metro. Can you imagine 22 cadet Girl Scouts <laughs> trying to I get can, on and off? And I have total jealousy. I like <laughs> wish I had the chance to take my cadets. But yes, it does sound chaotic. I can uh-huh. understand how that would give a lot of uh a lot of adults heart palpitations to think right. of. But to me, it right. sounds like a awesome awesome dream trip <laughs> yeah, but it was really fun the girls had a blast and I, I felt like that that was like uh, it had been a goal for so long for them and and I could see that they were so proud to have achieved that goal so uh, that's one of my um, proudest memories from my Girl Scout career as an adult and then my second one is when my oldest daughter finally became old enough to register as a Girl Scout. So the day early bird and, and um, the, the Daisy pre-K recruitment starts in my council every year on April 1st. And on April 1st, I was put, filling out the paperwork for my baby because I was that excited. So um, those are two of my proudest memories. That is really sweet. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really wanted to talk with you about in our conversation today is about volunteer appreciation. And so for those of you who don't know, um, volunteer appreciation month is the month of April, just in general, but Girl Scouts really, um, as a national organization really emphasizes taking April as an opportunity to do some recognition and appreciation for volunteers. Now, with that being said, I want to acknowledge if you're listening, that there are a lot of people out there who may feel completely unappreciated and may feel that their experience with Girl Scouts has not been that anybody has prioritized appreciation. And I understand and I empathize. This is another one of those things, like so many things about Girl Scouts that really varies from area to area. And um, even within a council, depending on where you are and who you are connected with and who you know, your experience might be really different from someone else. So that's one of the reasons why I think it's really important to discuss this coming into the month of April. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about um, volunteer appreciation in Girl Scouts and why you think it's important? Absolutely. So uh, volunteer appreciation in Girl Scouts is so important to me because, you know, 
Girl Scout leaders and Girl Scout volunteers, we are really um, the neighborhood heroes for Girl Scouts. We are the we are truly the adult faces of Girl Scouts. Um, and I I I know that count that there's councils and 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 employees and everything like that. But as far as the community is concerned, when 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 someone wants to register their girl or someone wants to um, have a troop come and, and volunteer or, or give back or provide some type of community service, um, if they want to partner with a troop, we are the faces. Volunteers and leaders are the faces that represent Girl Scouts and help to push the Girl Scout mission and um, take our girls on on the Girl Scout and lead our girls on the Girl Scout program. Um, and so I think it, it's really, especially nowadays when there's so many things that uh, that we can volunteer for, I think it's very important to acknowledge the people that do lead girls through the Girl Scout program. So I, I try to make it a priority to thank um, my leaders in my service unit annually Girl Scout Leader Appreciation Day is April 22nd, and we, we our service unit really feels it's important to, to recognize these ladies who give the, give the time, um, take it away from their own families, store the Girl Scouts stuff in their homes, <laughs> anything that a leader or a volunteer does, we want to make sure we take time to thank, thank them for doing that because they, they could choose to volunteer elsewhere. So I think it's important for us to be able to provide the program. We got to have the volunteers. So we got to take the time to thank and appreciate our volunteers. Yeah. What is one way that you have felt appreciation or one way someone's shown you appreciation as a leader and why was that special? Um, the, the thing that sticks out in my mind, uh, I had a, a girl's, one of my Girl Scouts grandmother write me a nice note. This was during the pandemic. And she wrote me a nice letter and mailed it to me to my at my house. And of, of course, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's very rare that you get something mailed to you that's that's handwritten, you know, in a in an envelope addressed to you. Um, and when I saw it, it caught me off guard because I, I've never had ever never met this woman in actual in person. Um, because like I said, she was the grandmother, but she wrote me the nicest note and just said that, you know, how appreciate how appreciative she was um, of her granddaughter being able to be in the troop and and how she was very appreciative of the experience her daughter was having in Girl Scouts. And and that was that's something that sticks out of my mind. The other thing that sticks out of my mind was when my older girl troop graduated already. Um, they volunteered to provide our service unit um, appreciation event, and they made a, a beautiful spaghetti dinner for all the leaders in our service unit, and that was a very proud moment for me, too, and, and did let each one did a letter to each leader and just thanked them for, for taking the time to volunteer for Girl Scouts. I love that. That makes my heart just feel warmer. Um, 
So from the service unit manager perspective, how do you show appreciation to the leaders in your area? So every year, um, we're, we're very fortunate that um, April 22nd, um, our community has a big Earth Day event because it's pretty close to Earth Day, but our community has a big Earth Day event where they set up at the park usually the weekend that's very close to leader one of the weekends is very close to leader appreciation weekend and because it's set up for earth day they can't rent um the space for other events during that time so they actually donate that space for us to be able to to provide something for the leaders in our area so we've done like cute events normally we did a um We've done everything from we did a leader daughter like Parisian themed luncheon. We've done um, the cookie and and wine tasting event. We've done um, just potluck. Um, we did one year we purchased the service unit purchased cricket machines, a couple cricket machines to be checked out of our lending library, um, and we did a class where the leaders made um, like tote bags and learned how to use the cricket machine. That was very exciting. Um, what else? We've also done um, just like cra different crafts. And um, we did one year, we did bracelets for the leaders. But that was during the pandemic. So we couldn't get together like we normally do, but we purchased bracelets and um, pass those out to the leaders. So we've done a couple different things. Um, I know, uh, not in my service unit personally, but I know of another service unit that did axe throwing with their leaders, which sounds really fun. Um, but I think events are always fun. And there's also, um, you could do like a small gift from the service unit. I've seen first aid kits, I've seen um, lanterns, cups, mugs, different things like that. And what about from the girls? What are some ways girls have shown appreciation or can show appreciation? Yes, so girls can show appreciation. Younger girls can show appreciation. They can make a card. They can make a craft for their leader. They can simply tell their leader, thank you. Just uh, taking a couple minutes before the meeting or after the meeting and just telling them what they appreciate about Girl Scouts and what they love about Girl Scouts. I love to hear those things. And just a thank you. Those um, the, those little things matter. And then um, older girls, older girls can volunteer to throw a leader appreciation event as a troop. They can, um, in our service unit, we've also created a, a, like a Google form where it's passed out, it's sent out in communication at the beginning of the year and girls are allowed to go into there and make, um, send in like things that they've done with their troop that they love or things that their leader has done that they love and then we we collect those and we share them at the leader appreciation event and we use those to fill out um the volunteer appreciation awards like the adult awards um the thanks one and two badge um the the presidential award anything that we can 
send in, there's paperwork that can be filled out to apply for these different adult awards. And we try to use those things that the girls send in or that the parents send in to fill out that paperwork because um, even a service unit manager, I don't get to see everything that every troop is doing, but it, it is nice to be able to get a, a letter or a, a form from little Samantha that says, oh, my troop leader did this and I loved it. And it meant so much to me. And, and, and this is why she's great. So I, I do enjoy um, that we have that form set up and, and the older girls can definitely fill those out. They can go online and fill those out. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, this whole conversation is really making me think about for those who are listening, who feel unappreciated or at least underappreciated, um, how can they, they might not be service unit managers. They might not really have a co-leader who's involved. So like, what do they do to try to garner some support through volunteer appreciation for themselves without just saying, Hey girls, what do you love about me? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I think um, sometimes just uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of a lot of parents that that think that this is a job. Like it is a job, but we're not getting paid for it. I think sometimes just reminding people that it's a volunteer position um, is would definitely help with that. <laughs> it's a volunteer position. And I think that um, a lot of times, even with the little girls, the younger girls, I, I know that sometimes they think that I, like they're surprised when I say, hey, you know, I was at work today. And they're like, what do you mean you were at work? You're at work right now. Like they they can't understand that, um, that I don't work for Girl Scouts. And I, I think that sometimes just sharing that, hey, this is just to remind you, this is a volunteer position. I think that that would, will make parents aware and they will um, sometimes share with their girls, hey, let's even at hey, let's send Ms. Shalia or my leader, send your leader a Valentine. Let's um, send your leader a Christmas card or anything like that. You have to, even if it doesn't happen in April, you just have to know that the girls appreciate it. Even if you just see them smiling and enjoying something that you've done, just know that you have to sometimes just know that you're appreciated, even if they don't say it, but it will happen. It will happen. It's just hang in there. Yeah. And I think too, I'm just, um, my wheels are turning. I think, um, I have two things that come to mind. One is you show appreciation to them. And a lot of times it will be reciprocated. If you use, um, whatever your feelings of being unappreciated are. And like you said, it doesn't have to be in April and you turn that into who do you appreciate? What, what do you appreciate from the parents? What do you appreciate from the girls? And you verbalize that or write it down in a card or a letter or whatever other special way you want to recognize the people involved in your troop. Um, a lot of times that will encourage and like kind of cultivate a culture where then they want to appreciate you. And I, so I think that's one, one thing that comes to my mind. And another one is, um, is similar with the girls specifically in breeding that culture of appreciation is talking about appreciation in general. What does it feel like to be appreciated? What does it feel like to be unappreciated? Who in your life do you appreciate? What adults in your life do you appreciate? And like, for what? And you're probably going to hear, you're 
their parents, their grandparents, their teachers, maybe if they're involved in a faith community, people in their faith community, and so on and so forth. Someone will probably say you, but if they don't, then you're still breeding this, um, you're planting the seed, right? So that, um, you know, maybe you do um, appreciation activities or gratitude activities where you write, have them write thank you letters to some, an adult in their life who has made a difference and you spend a meeting where that's one of your activities. Maybe you do um, sort of random acts of kindness type things. Maybe you do um, a couple of activities like that where you're talking about showing people appreciation. And if you are making that part of your troops culture, then it is going to come back to you from the girls. You're still gonna have those moments where you feel unappreciated and you feel like you're getting kicked around and you're volunteering to do so. But I think it will it will help uh, in the long term, will where you'll start to have those special moments of just getting thanked. Right. Okay. So one of the questions that we had on here on our list before we hopped on here, and I am so curious about your thoughts about this, is what ways have you involved community partners or businesses with leader appreciation? Okay, so um, like I mentioned before, one of our big community partners is the space that allows us, um, the local parks and recreation that allows us to utilize their space annually for Leader Appreciation Day. I mean, just having the space is, is a big part of the battle sometimes, and especially for free. And then, um, you know, we try to use local restaurants, Sometimes it, it depending on what we're doing to cater different things. Um, and, and parents sometimes will step up and say, hey, um, I, I know that you're doing this, this uh, for your leaders this, this year, the Parisian lunch. Um, I know a gentleman that can do character drawings. Would you like me to have him attend the event? Or you'd be surprised if you, when you send out the communication, you'd be surprised a lot of the local, the parents that are, are willing to share your information and try to help you um, offset some of the cost that sometimes is involved with larger service units for these different um, appreciation ideas. I love that. I love that. So one of my favorite things about Girl Scouts is that of all the benefits that the girls get from participating in Girl Scouts, adults get all of those benefits too. In all the ways girls grow and change for being part of Girl Scouts, adults do too. So what is one way that you have grown or changed as an adult member in Girl Scouts? One way I've grown and changed as an adult member in Girl Scouts, I definitely feel like I'm more patient. <laughs> I definitely feel like I'm more patient. I um, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm, especially in today's society, we're very much a, I need it now, I got to have it now, I can get it right now um, type of world. And I, I've realized that, hey, it, it, I can take a moment. It can take a little longer. I can take a moment. I can step back. I could think about this for a while. Um, I could come up with a solution. Um, it doesn't have to be instantaneous. 
I can I can show a little more patience. And I, I feel like I've definitely grown there. I definitely feel like I've grown in um just being able to um, adapt in different situations. Okay, so this isn't this wasn't as successful as I thought it was, but let's try this. And and I'm I'm able, I feel like I'm able to adapt a little better. Um I'm trying to think anything else. And I, I also feel like I and so this is this is kind of sounds a little nuts, but in some ways I feel like Girl Scouts keeps me young. Like I like I feel like I know all the latest trends, especially when I had the older girls. I knew all the latest trends, all the latest dances. Like it, it I do feel like it helps keep me young at heart too. So, um, oh, I so I, agree. <laughs> it definitely keeps me young. Miss Shalia, do you have TikTok? Miss Shalia, are you on Instagram? I'm like what? What? <laughs> but uh, I definitely think it, it keeps me young at heart. That's so beautiful, and I totally agree. I have honestly, a hundred other things I could ask you about. And I would love to hear, I, I have loved, loved talking with you today, but I'm just going to finish off on one last question for today, which is what advice would you give someone who's considering volunteering for Girl Scouts? Do it, go ahead and volunteer. It is, it is such a, it's a whirlwind experience, but it is so rewarding. And, and I feel like the best during the week, like after I've had a really good meeting or I've, or we've just, I've taken the girls on a great experience that they wanted to get to or help them reach a goal. The, the feeling that you get from that is just amazing. And um, it's, it's definitely worth it. And plan, the other thing is plan and over plan. Just if you, spend some time just sitting down and just planning out your year it it will make it so much easier in implementation <laughs> so much easier in implementation so those would probably be my two um pieces of advice that's awesome thank you so so much for your time today and thank you for everything you're doing not just for girls to two now kind of three troops and um so many girls but also all of the leaders and volunteers in your area and all of their girls what you're doing really really matters and um i'm so grateful for you and people like you people like us who want to spend their time making the world a better place it's really beautiful and it's really important and thank you for taking time to hang out with me for a little bit today i hope that you had as much fun as i did (laughs) I did. I did. Thank you so much.